When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going, and he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Tune is buried. That was Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello, Enzo. And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess, Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brace Hall looking for history. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And as we get ready for the Jets season opener at MetLife Stadium against the Baltimore Ravens tomorrow, I want to get a clearer picture of how the team and the players on the team specifically looked during the preseason, our friend Joe Blewett over at JetsXFactor.com, the host of Blewett's Blitz, has gone through all of the film from those games. And, of course, he's done 36-hour film reviews on each individual player. All right, maybe not quite 36 hours, but something close to it. Joe, thanks for coming back on the show, brother. really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me back. It's um, the, the last time we stopped recording, I think we were talking about me having problems if I did a Tony Adams review. And quite literally, like three hours after we recorded, I was kind of bored and just started a Tony Adams review. So it's official. I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's take advantage of your problem and start with Tony Adams. Yesterday's show, I spoke with Bob Asmussen of IlliniHQ.com to really get a clearer picture of what Tony Adams' Illinois career was like. 
you took a look at his film with the Jets. What's interesting to me about Tony Adams is his versatility. He can play corner. He can play both safety spots. And I think this might be part of the reason that Javelin Guidry was let go because maybe Tony Adams could be that backup nickel corner in addition to being depth at the safety position. When you took a look at his film, what did you see? What did you think of him as a potential backup nickel corner in addition to what he was doing at safety in the preseason games? Yeah, so to preface it all, I obviously have to say that I, I watched, I believe, probably a total of 80 to 90 reps of Tony Adams, which is, is a relatively big sample size for most. But for me, I, I, I would like to see a little bit more before I really hammer down exactly um, what a player is. But I have a pretty good feel of, of what he is um, with the Jets. And I was impressed, uh, both in his ability in the box. Uh, he does a really good job as one with his physicality and taking non-blocks. Um, but also, he's he's pretty smart in the box. And you'd think for a guy, you know, coming to the NFL uh, level would be a little bit um, – he'd pull the trigger a little bit too quickly in, in the run game. And he did a really good job just in terms of, like, staying over top of multiple uh, gaps instead of – you see a lot of young guys, okay, the A gap, there's a little – it peaks open a little bit. They fill that, and then the, the running back slips it through the, through the B gap, but they press themselves too close to the line of scrimmage where they're not able to then, then get over top of, of blocks and get back into – uh, the, the, the gap that the running back is cutting back into. So he, he does a really good job of just staying over top of blockers, um, waiting for the running back to uh, kind of declare what hole he's going through and then reacting from there. Uh, really good acceleration, really good uh, closing speed as, as a tackler. I like the physicality he brings into tackles. Now, can he clean up his, his tackling form? Um, when he gets there, yeah, there are times where he – uh, will leave his feet a little bit too early and not necessarily drive his feet uh, through the tackle. So while it wasn't necessarily a problem in preseason, uh, you also have to understand, you know, like with, with all these players who are especially playing backups, uh, you kind of you kind of try to drag it over to a situation where, okay, he's playing a running back one, running back two, not a running back three or four. So there are times where he's bringing guys down. But again, with, with better form, he would uh, he would give me more uh, confidence in, in his tackling consistency at the NFL level, obviously, if he is in a uh, bigger role. But I like, I like the fact of, uh, I like the fact that he can tackle um, and just his versatility in general. Where he's able to play in the box like we just described. Uh, again, where he's pretty patient. He has his physicality. Uh, again, he also does a really good job just, just in terms of wrapping up his, his ability in the box. He does a really good job kind of dictating, dictating two blockers. He's not a guy who is indecisive, uh, just in terms of again a lot of young guys and just just some players in general um, will kind of let the blockers take the fight to them and let them dictate the play. Uh, Tony Adams is is decisive enough where he will stack guys, use his physicality, um, and use his athleticism to uh, get away from guys in, in in the box. So I like that aspect of it. And then, like you mentioned before, with the ability in the slot, I would like to see more reps to really prove that he can handle. You know, a, a slot role, I'm not saying a backup slot role is necessarily, uh, it's not going to be showing up all the time, but we're going to assume the worst case scenario, uh, especially with the Jets and some of their injury woes over the last couple of days, um, that maybe he could be seeing some reps at backup slots. So I, I would like to see some more reps to, to confirm um, what I initially saw. But in general, like you look at his build being uh, 5'11", a little bit over 200 pounds, and then his his RAS score, which at his pro day I believe it was a nine a nine seven plus, so it's obviously a good RAS score. So um, he shows the ability with both of his speed and his acceleration uh, in in the slot, and he does a really good job uh, staying square. And I'm 
a big stickler for just man coverage in general, whether it be from linebackers, you know, safeties, whatever it may be. He does a, he does a good job uh, staying square on guys um, and trusting his athletic ability at the break point uh, to, to match guys. Now, again, is there little things he can clean up? Does he look back to the quarterback too early at times? Yes. And off coverage, uh, can he get a little bit open happy versus weave happy, which I go over in the film reviews? Um, yes, where basically he just opens up his hips instead of weaving over the top, which is basically just getting lateral in a back uh, in a back pedal. I want to see him do that stuff a little bit more um, as the slot defender. But in general, uh, his ability out of his breaks, his speed, his acceleration, the ability to say to say uh, to stay square. Uh, he fights to get his hands on uh, both at the route break and in the route stem if he is in press coverage. So. A lot of good from a guy who I did not expect a lot of good from, uh, Scott, again, obviously. We like a lot of what Joe Douglas has done, but when we saw Tony Adams, I don't think we were jumping for joy that he made the roster. But watching him, um, I have much more confidence in him than Ashton Davis, which might not be saying a ton, but uh, I actually do legitimately like him as as maybe that fourth de- de- uh, developmental safety, and he seems like he uh, obviously it, you know earned his spot with the staff, but... And I think a part of that is the versatility where I saw him on gunner uh, as a gunner on special teams or he was either a gunner or he was blocking the gunner. I saw him as a blocker uh, on a kickoff return. Then you talked about some of the ability and I mentioned some of the ability in the slot, um, his ability to say square, the, the speed, all that stuff. We talked about his ability in the box. Um, and then even just as, as a deep safety too, like you're, you're talking about him in, in, a, in a deep third or in a fourth or anything like that. Any, any deep coverage, uh, he showed a pretty good understanding of of zone coverages and passing some some plays off. Like there was a play where Ashton Davis communicated to him really late. Like it was like two seconds after Tony Adams uh, looked his way. It was it's it, it, it's hard to explain. Um, it was basically a, a formation where Tony Adams was reading the I forget if it was the play side or the the battery side or the uh, field side. But as soon as his threat uh, undercut and went. On a, on a, uh, it was either a drag or, or a slant. His assignment was that then to look towards the opposite side of the field and rob anything or take anything that was that was crossing across the field past uh, like a landmark of like ten to twelve yards. And he looks at it and he finds it immediately. And then Ashton Davis, like four seconds later, is like, "Yeah, yeah, go get it!" Like, like he was the one to tell Tony Adams to, to jump on that when Tony Adams was like ten seconds ahead of, of Ashton Davis. So I think he might already be a better processor than than an Ashton Davis, which might not be saying a lot, but. Um, yeah, in general, I, I really did like the, the Tony Adams film um, just based on my expectations going into it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Joe, while we're on the subject of the rookies, let's talk about the draft picks. The two guys that seemed to get the most praise in the preseason were Michael Clemens and Sauce Gardner. What did you see from them and the rest of the Jets' rookie class? Sauce Gardner was very, very good, to, to be simple. Now, it wasn't a lot of flashy plays. He, he wasn't he wasn't targeted a lot, but there was legitimately a reason he wasn't targeted. Again, it's this is much more film-centric type stuff, but his understanding of, of deep third zone coverage was on display uh, a bunch of times in the in the preseason. Again, just just passing um, passing passing routes off. Um, there was an instance, I believe it was two in the Falcons game where he did a really, really good job just understanding leverages. So the Falcons uh, in terms of attacking those leverages, really what they were doing in that game was just they were running cover three beaters and running it from tight splits, so they were attacking the curl to flat uh, because if you're going to run tight splits, they'd, they'd be curl to flat, which is the you know the, the outermost uh, you know intermediate defender. Um, if they are to run tight splits, they're going that that curl to flat defender it will be tight to the box, and they were running a lot of play action to get that curl to flat defender to to sit there. Um, and then they were attacking high, high to low to that side uh, to really kind of get after Sauce in that curl to flat. And while Sauce didn't necessarily make any like amazing plays on the ball, he just did a really good job understanding where his defender w- uh, was, what to take away, where he didn't necessarily take away the flat, but he took away the the high to the low, uh, which is something that a lot of players won't do. Again, this is a better example on film where got, where where the young players will kind of will take the bait and they'll bite the cheese and they'll and they'll take that defender in the flat and then the, uh, the, 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 uh, the deeper route will get behind them. But Sauce did a really good job just playing over top of the, of the deeper route. Um, actually in some aspect or in some instances, allowing the middle third defender uh, to cope to close ground to the deeper defender um, covering his ass and then taking the, the short defender rallying uh, up to make the tackle. If it was there again, that's, that's more of a film example. That's, that's better to explain, but, uh, for a young player, he did a really, really good job of just of just playing patiently, understanding what he was asked to do. So I was really impressed. Uh, past that, Garrett Wilson had had the you know I would say more highs than lows. I still saw saw some inconsistency with his route running there sometimes, uh, where he just needs to clean up the technical aspect. I'm not really going to get into that uh, into the weeds too much with that, but uh, I saw some of the stuff carry over from from college to the pros that I didn't didn't necessarily want to. Um, but overall, still, he, he definitely he definitely flashed the playmaking ability. Uh, we all saw it. The I believe it the last, it was the last game with just his ridiculous body control, his ability to go up and get the ball. Um, that's all there. Uh, he's a really exciting player. I just think he needs to round out his his route running um, to truly become a, a threat at the NFL level. But uh, he impressed me. I, w- I would say his stock was up 
Uh, Jermaine Johnson started off slow. There was a couple of there was a couple of pressures he had and, and a, a few nice plays, but overall, you know, coming out of of FSU, uh, Scott, I know we had plenty of discussions about Jermaine Johnson. I was one to say that I think he's going to be, you know, a later first round pick, and I think his pass rush game need, needs much more development than some people realize. And in preseason, that kind of that kind of uh, kind of showed out a little bit. Now, obviously, it's preseason; we don't want to overreact, but he didn't make much of an impact. Um, which was expected for me. Um, now, I think his impact will come more in the run game in the 2022 season and not in, in the pass rush uh, as our department. So quiet, not necessarily the most um, uplifting preseason for Jermaine Johnson, but nothing necessarily bad either. Uh, Brees Hall was running behind an offensive line that really couldn't block very well with the first team. So he didn't do anything bad or good that that I was uh, super high on or super low on. His, his stock just kind of remains the same. There was a nice play or two, but then there was also a run or two where, uh, where I think he, he bounced it. Uh, one of the runs he actually bounced, I think gained like 10, 10, 15 yards, and people thought it was a good run. In my opinion, that play, the, the result was better than the process. The process was, I believe it was a third and short, um, or, or at least, yeah, third and short, third and two, third and three, whatever it was. Um, he could have picked up the, the, the yards pretty easily. He took a risk to bounce outside. Uh, got luck, not necessarily lucky that he broke a tackle, but he puts himself in a, in, a, in a space where he can just pick up a third and three, or he can bounce outside, break a tackle, and then pick up more yards. The problem is, okay, you have to guarantee they can break up, break that tackle to make that play. So I would have rather seen him just churn forward for five yards. Um, now I know the end the, at the end of the day it was a bigger gain than just that five or six yards he would have gained, but again, I'm, I'm more process for the results, and I didn't love the process there. But overall, uh, still stock pretty much remains the same for. For uh, one, Mr. Brees Hall, uh, Jeremy Rucker, wide open touchdown, not really much to his preseason. Uh, Max Mitchell, I would say stock up a little bit. Um, nothing specific about him, but he didn't stand out in a bad way as much as I thought he would. And, and when my eyes had flashed him, I thought he was doing a relatively good job uh, holding his blocks. Now, should he be starting versus the Baltimore Ravens, Scott? Probably not, but we'll see what happens on Sunday with that one. Um, now, now, now past, now past that, uh, who else am I forgetting? Uh, Michael Clemens, um, he flashed the, the first game was definitely better than the second and third game. The second and third games were more like expected plays, um, where he would be like back, he'd be like, uh, he'd be unblocked backside of like a zone run. And then he would just show effort. Um, and that, and that grit and that want to, and that, what is that? What is Ober called? That strain, uh, mm-hmm. to get back in on the play. But again, it's, it's more expected. He didn't really do anything, anything fantastic in games two or three. But obviously, he had a huge blow-up game, game one, where he had a bunch of tackles and sacks and tackles for loss. And he really showed off his his power. And and even more than his power, he showed just obviously his, his top-notch effort, which we know the Jets staff loves to see. So, uh, definite huge stock up for Michael Clemens. I just think his, his first game was definitely flashier and better than his games uh, two and three. Past that, Scott, I don't think I'm forgetting any um, – any rookies, right? Uh, unless we're going to talk about some UDFAs, which I don't think many of them set out. Uh, unless we're going to talk about Bam Knight, um, who did stand out in terms of his special teams aspects. Obviously, he's not on the team anymore, so are we, why are we even talking about him? And then Tony Adams was one of those guys who uh, was under the radar. And and to be transparent, like you're watching film, you're, you're watching, you know, 11 guys on both sides of the ball. Can Tony Adams slip, slip through the cracks because you're trying to pay attention to guys who you assume we're going to make the roster over him. hundred percent that happens. Um, but he's one of those guys playing safety. If you don't, if you're not making a lot of noise at safety, um, it's not always a bad thing. And in Tony Adams, 
uh, case that that was that was the case. So um, he was quiet, but in 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 mostly a good way. So I think that wraps up for the rookies. Joe, beyond the rookies, we'll talk offense and defense. We'll start with the offense. By the way. Two of the players on the Jets offense that I love for the daily fantasy entries and the player projections for more than their allotted yards at prizepicks.com coming up for Sunday is Elijah Moore and Corey Davis. Corey Davis, more than 40 yards. Elijah Moore, more than 50 yards. I think that is a really good player projection. So I recommend going over to prizepicks.com because you can get in on the daily fantasy. It's very easy to play. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes the NFL on Sunday and specifically the Jets. I would recommend that because that's what I'm going to get in on. But you can also do NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, anything you want. They've got it over at prizepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. All you have to do is download the PrizePix app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50 bucks, Prize Picks will give you 50 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. And like I said, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, the two guys that I would be using for my daily fantasy entries over at prizepicks.com. What'd you see from them and the rest of the players on the offense in the preseason, Joe? I would look into Tyler Conklin. Uh, to me, just in like fantasy drafts and stuff like that, he's been going a little bit low, so I think his number will be relatively low, and I think that's a nice uh, way to attack the Ravens with Tyler Conklin. So check out that one as well. Um, but now for the the pass catchers, um, just in general, uh, Elijah Moore didn't really play a ton. Uh, he did have that one flash show. I think it was a second preseason game where he ran a really, really nice uh, slant. We, we know what Elijah Moore is. We didn't need to see a ton from him. We talked about Garrett Wilson. Uh, Corey Davis didn't really – show up in really a good way or a bad way um either uh braxton barrios obviously had had the flash of the last game you know they they uh i'm not sure if it was an alert but we'll just say it was an alert uh to to a bubble or a smoke screen uh braxton barrios catches it obviously shows off his athletic ability runs in for a touchdown so that was nice to see kind of a continuation of last year where uh, braxton barrios is most likely going to be uh that primary you know gadget guy for the jets and i think he does a good job um, at it, so uh, that was a nice play for him. Past that, we have a couple of guys who were cut. I think Tyreek Black had a few nice plays. I believe he's on the practice squad. Uh, Calvin Jackson obviously had two game winners where he set up corner routes uh, as a part of a knife concept, um, which were both very, very good. Catch the game winner, and now he's on the street somewhere. Um, I'm not sure. Well, not, I'm not on the street somewhere, um, but he's on the street in terms of an NFL free agent. Now, I'm not sure if he is picked up or not, but I would like to see him uh, be brought back to the, to the Jets practice squad. Uh, past that, Jeff Smith, not much of anything. I'm not necessarily sure why he's on this roster over Calvin Jackson or Tyreek Black, but that's that's for the Jets to decide. And then obviously we have the conundrum in Denzel Mims, where the first game he comes out, he has like two catches, but he also has like a drop and a penalty too. 
So that kind of offset his 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 air quotes good game the first game. If anything, him having two catches, three catches, and, and a penalty and a drop is you know the, the penalty and drop kind of definitely outweigh it and make it even more of a negative game. Game two, quiet off the top of my head, and then obviously game three he went off and and game three, like however you quantify or however I quantify it, it looks like he legitimately wanted to be there. Um, and I think that was part of him trying to get tr- traded. But the way he was running routes, the way he was stacking guys, the way he was using peak techniques, the physicality he was running. Um, if you and I think we talked about this on the last podcast, but if you if you compare his like slot fade game one versus slot fade game three, you could just tell uh, how much better, how much more like seemingly effort there was into the into the um, into the later slot fade where he was you know, again kind of trying to display himself. So Mims popped off the last the last uh, or the third game. Hopefully he brings that to the season, uh, you know, re reestablish that that Joe Flacco connection, that Mims Flacco connection we saw in in, uh, in twenty twenty. We'll see if that happens. Um, so overall, I would say positivity from from the pass catchers, and then past that uh, with the, I guess we can kind of lump in the tight ends there. Uh, Uzama, not much of anything. Conklin, good. Obviously had a few nice catches. Um, there are some nitpickiness I have with his route running just in terms of breaking down versus not breaking down when he's either playing off coverage or zone coverage versus tight man coverage. That's a story for a different day overall. Still pretty good. Jeremy Rucker, not much of anything. Lawrence Gager showed athletic upside, past athletic upside. He was kind of he, he kind of did what he was asked to do. Nothing really overly special. Again, if you go back and watch the plays where he, he actually accumulated his yardage, he was running slide routes. He was wide open. Now, yes, he catches the ball and run faster than some other tight ends might run. Kind of like Salah said, you know, he's a, he's a slow receiver, but a fast tight end. He showed that off, but in terms of, like, technicality of the routes, not much there. Rucker, pretty quiet. And since we already ran through, you know, pretty much the, the running backs, the rookies, the receivers, the tight ends, uh, I guess we can go to the, the offensive line now. Not not the prettiest performance, obviously, you know, when you're talking about blocking some of the Giants' backups and they struggle to create push in the run game, not necessarily the, the, uh, the most – Satisfactory or not the most satisfactory. It's not, it's not the be- it's not the best look for the Jets. I guess you could say I'm, I'm reaching for words here late at night, Scott. Um, the Legan Thomason looked fine. Uh, I think I think Dwayne when Dwayne Brown played against the Giants, he played pretty well. Again, hopefully he plays this Sunday. Um, McGovern had a hiccup or two. AVT was one of the one one of those ones where like again I want to see it on a larger sample size and obviously communication with his new offensive lineman, getting used to the new position. ABT flashed in a bad way, a little bit more than I wanted to. So just a little side note there. Um, me personally, ABT at left guard, I thought he was going to have a Pro Bowl-ish level year. I think the move to right guard is going to slow his development just a little bit. Whereas I'm saying left guard, probably a Pro Bowler-ish this year. Whereas at right tack or right guard, I think he'll be good, but not quite the level he would be at left guard. And we saw some hiccups there, ducking his head. He got beat pretty badly on on a third and one. I believe it was a duo. Uh, he just ducked his head. Hands came wide. He got absolutely destroyed. Uh, the defender came into the backfield and, and shut down the run. So, ABT not the best showing this preseason. Um, and then past that, I would say the backups. I, I think I think Feeney, when he was in there, performed ab- admirably. We talked about Mitchell. He was fine when he was in there. And then another guy in Nate Herbig who, uh, who made some plays. And those were the, the backups I was primarily watching. So, uh, I would say stock down a little bit from the from the starting offensive line, which will improve as time goes on, uh, as they get that continuity, um, and then stock up from from the backups in the primary guys in in Mitchell Herbig and uh, and Feeney. Joe, how about the defense? What'd you see there? 
the defense, uh, defensive line, obviously they splashed when they were when they were in there. Quinn and Williams uh, made a few splash plays. That was good. Um, Solomon Thomas, quiet. Sheldon Rankin, I'm not even sure if he played, to be completely honest. I forget. So that's obviously not a good thing. If he did, go back and track that. I'm not sure. Uh, JFM, quiet. Clemens, positive. Um, Carl Lawson, when he was in there against the against the Giants, was obviously you know, a positive. He only, he only played like what seven or eight reps, but he, he flashed you know that same ex, uh, speed and explosion he had. Obviously, he had that big bull rush too. So uh, we like we saw from, from Carl Lawson. Jacob Martin didn't flash too much, but I don't think he played um, a ton. And then you're talking about some of the backups now, kind of rounding out with with those guys. Um, the defensive ends, Huff obviously had a ton of flashes. Uh, this preseason, and I think he hammered down his roster spot. Where like to start the preseason, it was a little bit more of a question, and then watching him throughout preseason, like okay, Huff is definitely um, making this roster. Uh, like I said, the D tackles minus Quentin Williams disappointed. Solomon Thomas, Sheldon Rankins didn't make uh, much of an impact at all, <clears throat> um, and then the backups: Tanzel Smart, good game one, failed to follow it up game two and three. Nathan Shepard didn't do anything good. I'm not really sure necessarily why he is here right now. And then Jonathan Marshall had a splash or two. Um, but overall, you know, it wasn't necessarily consistent enough or as consistent as you'd want to see it against, you know, second, third, and fourth stringers. Um, linebackers, Mosley barely played. Uh, Quan, when he did play, obviously flashed the speed. He flashed that big hit, which we all like to see. Um, Pass that linebacker, Delshawn Phillips, nothing. Um, the rest of the backup linebackers, not much of anything, but the one guy I will, um, I will give some credit. And I think his first two games, he was probably getting overhyped Scott. And, and you know what it is. Like you're, you, you're, you've been in this business for a little bit, like just in terms of guys making plays on broadcast, just because a guy makes a tackle or makes a tackle, doesn't make it, make it a great play. Um, it's more of that expected play. And Jamie and Sherwood in those first two games were making more of the expected plays. Like, listen, if you're in a hook zone, and you're and you're sitting ten to five yards back, and you're staring at the quarterback. A uh, uh, running back leaks out, and then you close ground to that running back and make a tackle. It's really not that impressive. But with that being said, his game three uh, was good. His 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 tackling was good. His mental processing was good. Uh, I believe I brought up the example uh, on the last podcast I did with you, Scott, where like there was there were plays and and go to that last podcast or go to my film reviews. Um, where I'll, I'll talk about some of the the mental processing, but there is a basically a tight split to both sides. With I think it's like a two by two receiver set, and they're tr- they're basically trying the offense is, is trying to exploit Jamie and Sherwood in man coverage. He's in man coverage on the running back, and the running back is standing next to the quarterback um, in a gun set, and they have two receivers who are tight to the formation, and they're basically just trying to run out some 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 clear outs with the receivers. Um, the, that clear outs. The, the, the clearhouse, because they're close to Jamie and Sherwood, are going to create some traffic. The running back is going to leak out to the flat and catch an easy ball for a first down. Uh, and Jamie and Sherwood notices that. He backs up from the line of scrimmage as he's like he's really pressing the line of scrimmage near the A-gap. He notices the formation, and the, for, and the formation is a tip-off that it might happen with the running back. He backs up to clear himself of that traffic. And then what does the quarterback do? The quarterback audibles, flips the running back to from his right side to his left side, where now, where now it's Hampson's or, or Hampson's responsibility. Hampson never notices it. He doesn't pick it up like Jamie and Sherwood does. Guess what happens? The the the, uh, the receivers create some traffic. Hampson tries to avoid said traffic, gets caught up in said traffic, and the running back is wide open 
uh, in the flat. So I will give him his credit there again, mental processing. I, I, and even with him adding a, a supposed 10, uh, 10 pounds, I think he carried it relatively well where not the best athlete. And I was concerned about him adding muscle and adding weight because he already didn't carry his frame overly well, but it didn't seem to slow him down. So that's a positive. Um, from the safeties, not much from Jordan Whitehead. Lamarcus Joyner, not much from there either, minus the fact that uh, he did blow that one coverage for a relatively you know big gain um, by, I think, the Falcons' tight end. Uh, so not the prettiest display for him and just obviously a short sample size, but he's obviously rusty. The guy hasn't played safety you know full-time since, since really 2018, so it's going to happen. Uh, the backups, we talked about Tony Adams. Ashton Davis <laughs> missed a few tackles. Jason Pinnock's not here. Uh, anymore, I, I I always said that his 2021 season or the end of the season was severely overrated by Jets fans. We kind of saw that uh, come to fruition where apparently Jets loved him, but there was clearly not much there on film. And uh, I, I believe in the last game, actually, against the Giants, he actually missed two tackles in that game specifically. So um, not the best showing for him. And then Will Parks, again, you know, he made a couple of, of air quotes, nice plays, but those were more of like the expected plays I talk about where – if he didn't make those plays, it would be a bad play. But the fact that he made those plays were, again, it, it was more expected. Like, listen, if, if you're in man coverage on a running back and that running back leaks out to the flat on a screenplay, if you don't make that play or at least get there to to affect the play, that's a really bad play. So it, it was more expected, the, the plays that he made. He's on the practice squad again. Players probably a little bit overhyped by Jets fans just because of his social media presence and, you know, and how like kind of lively he is. But playing the field, I wasn't overly impressed. You know, my, you know, minus uh, really Tony Adams, uh, many of the safeties, corners. Kind of already mentioned that Sauce good. DJ Reed uh, wasn't really out there. Bright, uh, Brees Hall or Bryce Hall kind of watched us erase the Falcons game from his memory. Obviously, got absolutely toasted by Cooks. And the play he got beat for a touchdown. He really didn't have the worst technique. His his lack of athleticism kind of just showed up. He, again, he, he didn't play poorly. Just. Sometimes when a guy's faster than you, a guy is faster than you, and obviously you can play it perfectly where that that can't come to, to play. But um, not the worst on the touchdown play. Uh, so it almost like really like compounded his bad game. Jets fans, it was really that one play against Pitts that was really really the problem um, with with his game. Um, and then past that, Michael Carter second flashed. Uh, he had the he had the interception. He had the the half sack. I thought he looked good. I think he's going to be a big piece of this uh, defense. Um, going forward, I think he's going to play a big of an impact. I don't think people talk about him enough. Joe Blewett, the host of Blewett's Blitz. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets preseason film with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Joe is doing over at JetsXFactor.com and check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel, The Thunder from Down Under. Luke Grant has got some great All-22 breakdowns on our channel. Watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public We've got the John Franklin Myers Quinn and Williams Bless You Thank You shirt The Zach Says Go Long shirt The Zach the Ripper shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt Caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there Tpublic.com That's T-E-E-Public.com And be sure to give us a 5 star review For the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you could go ahead and do that for us We'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Just podcasts and content You know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.